welcome to I'll Marry You, a podcast with me, Olivia Coleman, full of tips and tricks from the UK wedding scene, interviews with industry experts, and a whole lot of oversharing. Good day, good day, good day. Oh, I just felt like an actual DJ then. I just had a sudden wave of, oh my God, I'm on the radio. <laughs> I was playing myself to, hang on, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> it's not Christmas. I was listening to my podcast, there we go, um, in the car the other day, and because I don't have time to do it otherwise, and um, Lola, my little girl, went, oh, mum on the radio. Like, yes, she is, Lola. She is. Your mother's a celebrity. Tell all your friends at nursery, won't you? I hope you're all well and I hope you all had a, a wonderful week. I have had recently had a few people message me on Instagram to tell me that they're loving the podcast and that I cannot tell you that means the absolute bloody world to me. It really, really does. It just makes me feel completely incredible. So thank you so much for reaching out and, and telling me that. And one bride told what bride to be, I should say, told me that in particular she enjoys my stories, my storytelling. It's a dangerous thing to tell me because otherwise that's it, then I'm off. It's like, if I'm totally sober and someone says, sing me a song, I'll be like, no, no way. F off, Gillian. It's not happening. If I've had a few Aperols and someone says, sing me a song, that's it then. You're, I'm in concert. Do you know what I mean? You've got like a tour on your hands and I ain't going to stop for no man. So I won't, I'll try not to tell you too many stories, but I do enjoy it. And surely that's like part of the, the, the that's the plus side of having someone backstage, if you will, in the wedding world is to tell you all these wonderful things. So something I wanted to tell you about, it was, it was a wedding. <laughs> Can you imagine? So I had a situation in the summer and I, it, 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 I'm going to throw out some words for you to really hook you in early. I feel like that's a technique, isn't it? It's when, what's it called? There's a word for it when people like um, try and lure you, lure listeners and, and viewers in first and then actually the content's boring as shit. Wedding, up north, big time, food poisoning. So I had this wedding and I had, sometimes people book me a few months in advance, sometimes it's a few years in advance. Sometimes my couples, I don't chat to that much in between Zoom calls and sort of throughout the process and others I genuinely become very close to and we just chit chat about anything. So this wedding at the glorious Middleton Lodge up north um, with the wonderful Jess and Dan, they were a couple that I had spoken to quite a lot and that we had become friends. And I was so excited for this wedding because they are wonderful, wonderful people, but they're also very creative very, they were very committed to creating this wedding. A lot had gone into it. It was at Middleton Lodge, like I say, which is the most stunning venue. If you haven't seen it, you must have a look at it online. It's absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. And I had been aware of Middleton Lodge for a long, long time since they started, really. It's up north, so I'd never had a reason to go before. It's terrifying up north. Uh, love it, though. Love northerners, southerners, eastern, westerns. Love you all. So... I was really excited as soon as I got the booking that I would be going to Middleton Lodge because I had always wanted to go and visit and have an excuse to go and visit. So that was number one goal achieved. And then I got to know Jess and Dan and they're just so lovely and wonderful. They had just the best team of suppliers. So not only was it a wedding that meant something to me on a personal level, professionally, it was a pretty big deal. Middleton Lodge is an, an amazing venue. And then they had Liberty Lane Flowers. Now, Liberty Lane Flowers is top of the game. They are 
top notch in my opinion they're Cotswolds based they travel all over they go to Middle and Middleton Lodge quite a lot actually but they go all over but they are locally to me they are top of the game they are absolutely breathtaking the the flowers she does are just it's artwork so I was super excited to be involved in one of her weddings and then they had Alina Upmain who is this incredible photographer who had flown over from Spain I think um and so it was all these big shot players and I was excited about that because I was like, oh my God, like just professionally speaking, this is really good for me to be in such company. And personally speaking, they're a fab couple who I've become friends with and I'm super excited about it. So it got to the week of the wedding. The wedding was on a Monday. They had a thing the night before on the Sunday. Now, because it was up north, it was about five hours away. And so they uh, were paying for one night's accommodation. Um, obviously, it is, it's quite far to go. It's a lot of time out of my day. Um, so I'd worked out all the logistics. I was going to travel to my parents' house um, and drop off Lola, my little girl. Um, she was going to stay with them for, for the two days that I would be gone. I would then leave there on the Sunday morning, drive leisurely uh, up north and have the hotel that night. I, I mean, I had big plans. It's not often that a mother of a toddler has time alone without her toddler or her husband. I even Googled retail parks along the motorway. There aren't any, just FYI. Um, but I had, I had such high hopes. I was going to poodle up the motorway. I was going to get there. I was going to relax. I was going to maybe have a, a few wines, you know, read my book over dinner, um, go to bed on my own. Oh, the dream when you can sleep diagonally. Watch um, Love Island because that was still on and just really wake up, really take my time over it, get ready, have a bath. Oh God, you know, most of the time I can't paint my nails because I don't have time to let them dry. Do you know what I mean? So I was so excited about it. And then to go to this incredible venue and to do this incredible wedding and the ceremony I'd worked so hard on and, and meet all these incredible suppliers. I was so excited. I had it all sussed. So the night before, the Saturday night, the night before I was due to go up, I thought, you know, I'll have a glass of wine, but that's it because I, you know, big day tomorrow, long drive, got to work, got it all planned. So I had a glass of wine, had some supper, and then I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm tired. I'm really tired. I'm feeling really me, me, me. So I'll, I'll get an early night, you know, like eight. Um, treat myself. Treat myself to a little hot chucky. Shall I? Shall I treat myself to a little hot chucky? So I did, didn't I? It was quite a big hot chucky, to be fair. I don't drink a lot of milk. I drink black coffee. I'm really going into personal details here. Boring. I <laughs> I'm painting a picture for you. Bloody Picasso. Um... So I had a hot chocky, like a two litre hot chocky. I mean, like one of those giant mugs that's the size of your head. And I went upstairs to bed, watched some telly or whatever on my laptop, went to bed. Fine. And then 1am hit. And I woke up and I thought, oh, hello. What's going on down here in the old stomacharoonies? A little bit of swirling and whirling. This doesn't feel quite right, does it? Lay there for a few moments. No, no, this isn't going away. This is a serious... Okay, right, we're on the move. So I ran downstairs. As I ran downstairs, that was the moment my daughter thought she should wake up for, for some milk and a cuddle. Nah, mate. Ran straight past her screaming room, didn't I? Thought my mum can get that. Um, suffice to say, I won't go into... Even though I do like to overshare, I won't go into details on this one. But suffice to say, we had a North Pole, South Pole situation. Both poles were busy and unpleasant. It, 
I can only assume it was the milk for the hot chocolate. So I'm like, oh my God, I, I, no one likes to be ill in that way, do they? But I'm particularly funny about it. I absolutely hate being sick. Uh, and when you have both situations on your hands, it's, I mean, logistically, it's very hard to work out where your priorities lie, you know? What, what, I, I, it's hard to go into details without being disgusting. Um, but you understand what I'm saying, don't you? You understand where I'm coming from. So, oh, I'm all night, all night between sort of 1am and 5am, that's it. That's my life. And I don't think about much else in, <laughs> apart from the logistics of what's happening right there and then. And then I end up, I go to sleep and I wake up and at sort of 8am and I think, what the sweet Moses am I going to do? What am I going to do? I literally cannot move more than a metre away from the bathroom. I, I can't drink anything because that was going right through me. I haven't eaten anything yet, but I doubt I can do that. What am I going to do? I've got to sit in a car for five hours and then I've got this wedding tomorrow. This big, huge, exciting, wonderful wedding tomorrow. What am I going to do? So I start crying. <laughs> and my mum comes in and actually my mum came in because she'd lost Lola. So that was cool. I was like, what do you mean you've lost my child? Oh, she'll be all right. And she's like running around the house shouting. She was outside. She'd made a run for it. Um, so that was relaxing. So she's like, I just, I didn't know what to do. So I rang my best friend. I was like, what am I going to do? She, bless her, was quite helpful in that. She sort of silently was like, you know, I've only just understood how uh, much pressure is involved in your job. Yes. Yes. It's a lot of responsibility. Technically, Jessica, if I don't go there, they won't get married. Okay. That is a big deal. What am I going to do? So first step, I go online and I um, connect with a Facebook group that I am a part of. And it is the graduates of the Academy of Modern Celebrancy, which is the company that I trained with. There's about 100 celebrants from my year on this Facebook group. And I message and I say the situation. I'm like, I've never, I've never been ill before for a wedding, ever. I don't know what to do. It is such a personal thing. It's it's only me. It's only me that can do this. What am I going to do? Floods of tears. And so I, I reached out to the group and within five minutes, they were so many messages. Don't worry. We'll sort it. We can do it. I can cover. I can cover. I'm up north. It's local to me. Don't panic. Everything's fine. It was such a relief to have that support network because obviously I work alone and even though during the weddings I'm surrounded by people, when I'm writing, when I'm Zooming, all of that jazz, I do it alone. So I don't have a colleague that can fill in necessarily. But this was a group of people that were instantly, straight away, ready to help. And that just felt incredible. So immediately I was put at ease. And then one of the people that reached out was Donna from the Northeast Northeast wedding planners. So she's a, predominantly a wedding planner. She owns this incredible company um, up north, but she's also recently trained as a celebrant. And she reached out to me and she said, I know the venue. I've been there before. I'm only half an hour away. I can do it. You've written the ceremony. So it's just a case of performing it. Um, and bless her heart, she even sent me a link to her website because she was like, this is my style. Because of course, it's such a personal thing, isn't it? Everyone has the different vibe and a different style and a different way of approaching it. So she was like, I think we're actually quite similar. And we are. And she was such a sweetheart. So I was like, oh my God, you're incredible. I said, okay, right, I'm locking you in. 
I mean, thank God it was a Monday, right? If it was a Saturday in May, we would have been fucked. Um, so I locked her in. And um, I know that sounds wrong. I secured her. No, I procured her. No, 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 no. I confirmed her. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really nervous just retelling the tale. Um, so that was such a huge relief. But I thought, I just, I don't want to do that. I don't want someone else to do it. I want to do it. Um, so the day was going on. And logistically, because I am a mum, I have to think about childcare with all of this. So, and and my dad was away and my, it's a lot for my mum. So my husband had to come down. He had to drive all the way down from our home to my parents' home so that he could pick up Lola and take her back to his parents. It was just such a nightmare. And And while this is all going on, the day is getting away from me. So I have to make a decision. So I start to feel slightly better. No, I'm being optimistic. I was still shitting everywhere. Um, <laughs> I knew I would have to say it. I knew, like, I know you know what I'm talking about, but I knew I would have to say it. So it was still going on. It was still North Pole, South Pole. So, um, but I thought, you know what? If I can at least get there, then at least if I wake up tomorrow morning and feel like get an early night, and at least if I wake up tomorrow morning and feel better, I'm there. And if I don't, I just drive back. But then the the thought was, I don't think it's safe to drive. Because if the moment takes me, <laughs> then that is that is hazardous on the motorway. So in stepped, in stepped, in steps, uh, Peter Sargent, father of Olivia Coleman, hero to many. And he said, darling, I'll drive you. I'll drive you and we'll go and hopefully you'll feel better tomorrow. But if you don't, at least you've got Donna that you can phone at 10 in the morning and she can do it. But at least we're there. I was like, okay, done. Right. Plan sorted. Okay. Next, uh, next stage of the plan is under control. So I speak to Donna. I tell her that's the plan. She's like, yeah, brilliant. I'm like, I need to speak to the bride and groom. That was terrifying. Can you imagine being told the day before your wedding that the person marrying you might not be able to be there? I can't even. I was so nervous to phone them. Of course, when I did, they were wonderful and lovely and were like, your health is more important. Fuck my health. It's your wedding. Your wedding's more important than anything right now. But they were so, so sweet. So I told them the plan. They had to have a Zoom with Donna just to be sure. Oh, my God. It was just such a bloody nightmare. Bloody hot chocolate. Um, So they knew I had my plan B, my stand-in celebrant. I... So then I phoned the hotel and the hotel had been pre-booked by the bride and groom for a double room for one. And that, that had been paid for. That was part of the contract. Um, I'm cheap, as we all have established um, a while ago. So I, I wasn't going to pay for an extra room. <laughs> I mean, I feel like my dad's wiped my ass before, you know, not recently thank God, but in life. And so I can probably share a, a room with him. So that's a good, that's a good time for a jingle, Drew. I'm just talking to my producer. Drew, that's a good, plot that in. My dad's wiped my ass before, so I can probably share a room with him. So I phoned the hotel and I explained the situation. They, I say I got food poisoning, which I is the only thing it could have been. They said that they weren't sure I should go because I might spread food poisoning, at which point I had no patience. I was like, listen, listen to me, Francois. None of that. I am coming. And this, you, there's nothing you can do about it. I am Olivia Coleman. I didn't say that. Sometimes I should say that because they might think I'm the real one. So I phoned them and they turned it into a twin. Thank God. Uh, so we set off. Well, we, we nearly, we get ready to set off. Uh, I said to my mum before we left, 
I'd, I'd got plastic bags. I've got bottles. I was very tempted to try and sort of create one nappy from two of my daughters. Um, we went in my car. My dad was like, darling, just, just on the off chance you soil yourself en route, not having that in one of my vehicles. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I said to my mum, can I, mum, mummy, you know, when you're poorly, mum, can I wear a pair of your oversized elasticated waisted trousers? She was like, why? So you're comfy or in case you shit yourself. Both, mum, both. Elasticated waisted trousers, underrated as a garment, and I'm thinking I might bring them back. They were also um, slightly short, like pedal pushers. Do you remember pedal pushers? Um, so I put on my elasticated waisted trousers, got in the car. It was not pleasant. It was a lot of heavy breathing, but we made it to uh, to the hotel. We made it up north. Me and my dad, my elasticated waisted trousers made it to the hotel. So we got to the hotel and we went into the room. Now, they said they'd turned it into a twin rather than a double. Two twin beds, very close together. Very close together. Like, wouldn't even... It could feel... We could hold hands, you know? Dangerously close together. Um, so... I sort of sit down, I say to her, I don't know if I can come down for dinner, you know. It was sort of 8pm at this point. I was like, I think I just need to go to bed. Oh, darling, you know, I don't want to eat alone. <sighs> okay, all right, okay. So then he unpacks. <laughs> he unpacks. He's brought some local guidebooks that he found at home. He's bought three travel beers, you know, to, to have in the room. Four blue shirts just in case the couple say he can come to the ceremony, if I can even make the ceremony. So he hangs them all up. <laughs> He's very excited. He's on a bloody staycation. He's on a getaway. He's on a weekend away. Uh, we go downstairs. I managed a few sips of water and a couple of fries. And then I just was like, nah, mate, I'm sorry, dad. Talk to yourself. I'm going I'm to have to go to bed. So I went upstairs to bed. Um, and he came in about two hours later. Um, he'd really ripped the body out of it. Um, he woke me up to tell me that he'd had a delightful dinner. He had a full roast, three glasses of local ale and a sticky toffee pudding. So I'm really glad that someone enjoyed the hotel. So I had all these visions of an espresso martini and watching Love Island on my own in bed. And instead, I go to bed with two fries in my stomach and some water. And my dad comes rolling in a little bit pissed after having a glorious, splendid supper downstairs in the restaurant. And then he sleeps, he's got, my dad's got sleep apnea, so he sleeps with a machine. It's like sleeping next to Darth Vader. I can't tell you. It's incredibly disturbing, but also in a weird way comforting. It's like white noise, you know? So, you know when you're ill and you don't want to go to sleep because you're scared of waking up? That's what I felt like. I was like, I don't want to go to sleep. I don't want to be poorly. Went to sleep. When I woke up, it was morning time. And I did feel considerably better. It was proper food poisoning. It only lasted 24 hours. Um, I had already scouted the nearest pharmacy because I was not opposed to wearing an adult nappy during the ceremony. The lengths I'll go to for my couples, I tell you. Um, anyway, I woke up and I felt a bit better. So I messaged the bride and groom and I just said, we're on, baby, we're on. I don't know why I felt. I was like sudden, had this sudden surge of confidence because I'd lost about a stone and a half in the last 12 hours. I was like, we're on. Oh, oh, we're on. 
And they were like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Thank you so much. They were ecstatic. And then I messaged um, Donna, the stand-in celebrant, and was like, thank you so much. You are an absolute dreamboat, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I have a shower. He, you know, <laughs> he has a full English breakfast. I had a piece of toast. Um, <laughs> we walk around, see the sights, because of course we've got all morning. And uh, I just want to take it really slowly and, and just because I, I was still very unwell, but I was definitely able to stand up for half an hour and speak. Uh, and the show must go on, you know. So I um, so I got ready. We got in the car and um, we went to the venue and the venue was everything I wanted and more. Oh, my God, it is so beautiful it's beautiful as a wedding venue but also it's one of those venues that you're like I want to live here the way they've styled it is so chic it's sort of understated luxury do you know what I mean it's just it's just so beautifully done now but before we'd left the hotel the bride and groom had actually said off their own back if your dad would like to watch the ceremony that's absolutely fine I was very hesitant because of, you know, of many things. Uh, but I don't want to be mean because he just done me a huge favour. But I was very hesitant. Um, but I thought, oh, actually, that's really nice because when will any of my friends or family get me get to see me do a ceremony? So I said, that's very kind. So he he luckily, he got to wear one of his four blue sh shirts and um, a nice suit that I didn't see he'd bought and some, some formal shoes as opposed to his um, Rohan approach shoes he would normally be adorning. Um, and so he was all dressed up and I was all dressed up. And we got to the venue and I said, look, Dad, look, I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for driving me and being such a good sport. However, right now, I don't know you. OK, you are not a guest. You are a wedding crasher. If I see you with a glass of fizz in your hand, I will knock that shit out. OK, you are to be quiet. You are not to talk to anyone. You are to sit in the back and silently admire your child from afar. All right. This is very important to me. This is my work. This is my business. This is my profession. This is my passion. Okay. I probably didn't say all of that, but I was definitely thinking it. So we get, I'm such a cow. So we get there. And I go and see the bride and groom. Oh, God, it's wonderful. It's heavenly. They've got music, the Spanish guitar playing. The flowers, oh, my God, are unbelievable on these sort of these brightly colored blocks, uh, block flower arrangements on these on these white wooden plinths. So they just really stand out. They just look absolutely magnificent. And I do the ceremony and I manage it. And I manage it. I did not have to wear a nappy or have a sick bucket. I, I had water hidden behind a floral plinth. <laughs> because that's the life I lead nowadays. But I managed it. It went very well, I think. They were so, so happy that I was there and that I did it and everyone was absolutely full of compliments afterwards. It was wonderful. What was really fun was that during the ceremony, my dad, bless him, did creep in at the back as people were sitting down. Before that, as people were moving to, to take their seats, I noticed he was sort of in the, the walled garden taking photos of me like some sort of creeper. And then when once everyone sat down, he then took a seat right at the back under a tree. But it was it happened to be where all the prams had been parked. So he just looked like a nanny which was very amusing to me during the ceremony. I kept looking over and he was just there, you know, manning the prams, taking photos of me. And the ceremony went really well. And then they were all very happy with it. And normally I would stick around for a bit and have a glass of beers and chat to some people. But I just, I couldn't, I wasn't well enough. So I pretty quickly hot-tailed it out of there. But it was, I'm so glad that I did it. It was one hell of an experience. I will forever be grateful to my dad. 
And not that long ago, actually, the couple in question had their video come out. They finally um, were sent their video and it was just gorgeous. And I'm just so honoured to have been a part of that day. And it was a real adventure, a real adventure. What I can take from that is that one should not uh, indulge in impromptu hot chocolates. Elasticated waisted trousers are, in fact, the comfiest things on planet Earth. And you should never underestimate your dad. That's nice. I don't think he'll listen to this, so it's irrelevant. Won't help me in the long run, but still, it's true. Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world. If you find this podcast even remotely helpful or moderately entertaining, share with all your friends and family. You can DM me any questions, queries, if you want to share any stories on the podcast Instagram at I'll Marry You Podcast. Get in touch. I want to hear all your tall tales. See you soon. I'll Marry You is a podcast by Olivia Coleman. The music is Mr. Sunnyface by Wayne Jones and the show is produced and edited by Drew Toynbee. Jingle drink, jingle drink.